This is the Sales Gravy Podcast. I'm Jeb Blunt, best-selling author of Fanatical Prospecting Sales EQ, Objections, and Inc., and I'm here to help you open more doors, close bigger deals, and rock your commission check. Welcome back to another episode of the Sales Gravy Podcast. This is a special Outbound Conference edition with my friend, Anthony Anarino. People on our podcast love you, Anthony. All of our podcast episodes are the most downloaded, so I thought it'd be a good idea to bring you back. You're also, by the way, beating me on the Women Your Mother Warned You About podcast. I get the numbers on that every single week, and I'm looking at it, and like the the highest downloaded episode of their entire podcast is the one that you were on, and I'm the second most downloaded. And I'm like, this is going to end today. We're fixing this because there's no way you're going to be number one. But you, but but this week we came back with just a pro. You're still beating me, so I don't get it. There's something about you people love. That that is uh, our sibling rivalry. <laughs> That's how we roll. I just need you to do one thing before we start. Hold your your left hand up. I don't have it's your. Gone. I, I I took it off. Yes, I took it off for today because I keep banging it on the table and it's making noise in the production booth. So it's it's with me. It's just not in the room. Awesome. Because no the, one knows what we're talking yeah, about. But Ulysses was like, if you bang the thing on the table one more damn time. Yeah, I'm going to kill you. Ruining the quality. Exactly. So the podcast today, Outbound Conference, focusing on some key takeaways, some things that people learned. I guess we'll start with just your overall impression of the Outbound Conference and maybe even start for the people who are on this podcast who haven't heard of the Outbound Conference. I don't know how that's possible. But in in the event that you haven't heard of the Outbound Conference, which is the biggest, baddest sales conference and anywhere ever, maybe just give us a, a real quick breakdown of what the Outbound Conference is. The Outbound Conference is the best sales conference on earth for a couple reasons. One, you're never going to find greater sales talent in one place. Like you're just not going to see this many great people in this particular industry in one place. It just doesn't happen. It doesn't even happen at Dreamforce, to be honest with you. The second thing is, is sort of the rules that you and I set up very early on. And so the first rule is no pitching. No one's allowed to buy the microphone. They're going to either deliver content or they're not on our stage. And so the promise that we make is that you are going to get practical, tactical, actionable insights that you can go back and put to work immediately to get better results. And that's why people show up. And the one thing that we love most about this conference, I'm speaking for both of us, I think, the people that show up here want to be there. And so they're all in and they they go to every single event that we have. They stay there. They take pages and pages of notes and then they send us notes telling us what's working uh, when they get back. So it's just a joy to do this. It is the best conference on earth. It's funny about notes. Like we got a text message this morning from one of the participants that we had up on stage during Jeb Jr.'s. We now call him JBJ. That's his new moniker. He's, it wouldn't be Jeb Bunt Jr., JBJ. So, but he's got this, this little workshop he's doing on stage with video prospecting. And then we pull some people up and we shoot videos live with them on stage doing real prospecting videos for their customers. So we shoot one. The the cat sends us a text message this morning and said, I spent 10 months trying to get into this particular account. I sent them the video message that y'all shot with me on stage and boom, we're in. And now my, my vice president 
saw what happened, and they want all the people in the company to start using the same thing. So that would be an example of a takeaway and what some people are, the things that people send us afterwards. I was going through my text messages this morning for my insider group, and a lot of those folks came to Outbound, and the same thing. I was getting one after another. I tried this. I did this. These were my takeaways. This is what I learned. And on the way to work this morning, it occurred to me that really something special had happened, and it was that it was it was Daryl Amy said this. We kicked off the new era of selling post pandemic with outbound. It took a lot of courage to get there, and I'm going to say that out loud because it did. Mm-hmm. You know, the two of us took a lot of risk on this thing, and we just said we're going to go forward anyway. There were some there are some moments of self doubt. We worried about whether we would do it, but we had people show up online and in person. Well over a hundred hours of pure sales training content. The thing, though, that for me was so important about Outbound was the spirit of Outbound. And it was, for me personally, a renewal of my faith in the sales profession. People who wake up every day and they love what they do. They wake up every day and they realize that their job is to go out and help people solve problems. They understand that that's their role in business. And it's to be disruptive and interruptive and to shake the tree sometimes and to help prospects overcome issues that sometimes they don't even know they have. But this group of people who really cares about that and to see those amazing professionals all together in one place, it made me love the sales profession even more and have even greater respect for all of the people, all the salespeople who endured the last 12 to what we're going on now, well, almost what, 16, 17 months of of this this pandemic. All those people who went through that to see them come out on the other side so much stronger than they went in. Um, I like the word courage. Uh, the other word that you might use is crazy. So that that's another way. And what I said from the stage was that like it's it's just you're in in my pig-headed stubbornness of just keep pushing, just keep trying to find a way. And uh, the the backstory will be told eventually because it's on video. And there, I've I've just heard from the documentary team that we're going to be absolutely floored by the the content that we got here. And, and there's a great story here, but it was really like, you can have this room. You can't have this room. You can have this room. You can't have this room. And it was back and forth for so long. Uh, you know, you start to wonder, can we, can we pull this off? And I think it was a beautiful event. There's never been a better stage at a sales conference anywhere. There's never been, better speakers on the stage than, than outbound. And there's never been, honestly, there's never been a better audience. This audience is there because they want to be there and they really are fully committed to this. It's very different than when somebody makes somebody go to a a conference because it's their sales kickoff. These people signed up for this and they paid for it themselves in most cases. Now we have some big groups that show up too, but they were all in right from the very beginning. And it was just a wonderful experience. And I think courage is right. And I also think that they were courageous too, to get on airplanes and come down and show up for the very first sales conference post pandemic. And there were a lot of people who bought tickets and decided to watch online because they decided that they want to be in a crowd of people. And there were people there that were so happy to see other people. And, and they were the, just, it was just pure joy, but let's, Maybe there's a, a story in this for salespeople. If we think about Outbound 2021, which was actually Outbound 2020, reincarnated as 2021. So you started sounding the alarm back in mid-February. 
I remember you said, hey, Jeb, you know, this this pandemic thing is coming. We got a problem. And Outbound was was scheduled for mid-May in 2020. And I was watching and paying attention to it, but we were traveling really hard. And I'm like, ah, you know, in the back of my head, I hear you, but I'm not quite sure. I'm like, well, let's just wait a little yeah. longer. And you said it a few more times and and it and you were right. I mean, you were saying this is going to cause us disruption. The first two weeks of March was were the were the the highest ticket sales in the history of our conference. So we're going on five years of this conference. We sold more tickets in that in that two week span than we'd ever sold in any two week span before. Tens of thousands of dollars in tickets. And then on March 14th, we shut the country down. There's no conference. And and we were even selling the, the week after that, we were still selling tickets into the conference, trying to figure this out. Then we went into a, a moment of, of panic because we had paid a lot of our vendors. We had paid for the ballroom. We had paid for the 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 LES, which is our the 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 people who produce our show, which is like a rock show. I mean, a rock show of rock. So we pyre in Texas this year, it's a rock show. We paid them. We had, we had like bought all the swag, like you, the things that we had paid for and bought, all of that was in. And so then we, we go into, we got to hold on to our customers and we have to retain the, our ticket holders because the most disastrous thing in the world could be, we lose all of our ticket holders. We could, if we lost them all, we're in the hole and we can't cover, we just can't cover our nut essentially, as they would say, we're, we're, we're going to be in trouble. So we were making phone calls. We're talking people off the ledge. We're holding on. We scheduled for August because we're thinking things going to be over. It's going to be over first of July. We're going August. We realized sometime at the end of June, that ain't going to happen. And, and I, cause I remember, you know, being on the phone with the GWCC, moving it to August, let's get to August, let's move to August. We're, we're having really tense conversations. Then we move it to back to May of the following year. We can't sell tickets. We can't operate. We can't do anything in the fall because if we, if we were to go out and talk about outbound in the fall, we would have been vilified by it for being insensitive. All things were happening. Massive surge in January. So we're still on in May. So we have to get past the surge before we can even talk about that. So now we're mid-February trying to, to promote a conference. We've held on to most of our tickets, but not all of them. Trying to promote the conference. All of our costs are going up. Everything is exploding on us. We have no idea whether we're going to be in a big exhibition hall because we got to put people 10 feet apart. We, we have no idea if we're going to be in a good ballroom where we can put on a good show. We can't make any decisions about anything. All we know is we're going to have the conference. And then we get to a point where this is in March, where the GWCC, this is a Georgia World Congress Center. They say to us, they just mentioned to us in passing that they have an opening in June. Now, we've already got, we've told everybody the conference is going to be in May. And this was like one of those pivotal moments where you got to make a decision. It's a good case study. They say we're, we can move it to June. And you and I were like, let's go to June. And the reason we went to, we wanted to go to June is we could start to see that the vaccines were starting to pick up. In fact, I'd just been in a grocery store and over the loudspeaker, you know, the, the announcement in the grocery store, they said, now you can get a no weight vaccine immediately. And I was like, okay, something's happening here where vaccines are becoming available. And that June decision, even though it disrupted people in May and it made a lot of people mad at us because they had to make some changes in their in their flights, it made all the difference in the world because it gave us enough time to get enough people vaxxed so that we had people there who felt safe and secure and comfortable in an environment. And we were like being human beings again. 
But all of that required us to keep our eye on the goal, to zig, to zag, to make different decisions, to be adaptable and flexible, and to keep grinding it out based on what we wanted. And I wonder in your eyes, I mean, we can we can look at that from building a business and the things you have to do as entrepreneurs, but we could also look at that. Isn't that really what sales is all about, right? It sells isn't a, always a straight line. It can be a it can be a, a line that moves all in different directions. But if you don't know what your objective is, if you don't know what your goal is, if you don't know what your targeted next step is, if you don't know those things, it's hard to maintain and stay on track. And and you end up drifting or being random or your deals get stuck or you just give up in the middle of it and say, I'm not willing to do this anymore. It's a, it's an exercise in resourcefulness. Like, can you figure it out? Can you figure it out? And, and we did the one part of the story that you left out. That's probably my favorite is I was following you around on an iPad on a robot through the GWCC and we were looking at different rooms and different spaces because we could do something in June and somebody was carrying a phone right next to you. So I could talk to you while we were doing this. And they walked into the Thomas Murphy ballroom and they said, we can put 720 people in here. And I said, take it. <laughs> and you said, we'll take it. <laughs> and that, that was it. Like we're taking that ballroom. It's so beautiful. And that was like, once we saw that room, like I knew we were going to have a great conference. It's a great room. It's perfect for us. And fortunately, we have it again next year. But that was making the decision over the quality of the conference we put on, staying true to our goals, yeah. our values, our beliefs, what we what we set out to do with Outbound to begin with, and limiting the number of people that we could put on the ballroom, which was going to impact our ultimate revenue goals. But, and right. we, but, but because we had a set of values that we live by, we were able to very quickly make that decision because the alternate was being in the exhibition hall, which is about a million square feet of concrete, below ground that would would have been an echo chamber, no carpet. It would have just been a worse experience for everyone. And 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 I think the, the last thing that we decided to do that for me is I'll look back on it later on because I we haven't finished figuring out how much we were, were in the red. I don't know yet. Carrie showed me some numbers this morning. And but we made the decision to go big. In this situation, no one would have blamed us. In fact, people probably would have understood and celebrated that we pulled ourselves a generation down. Instead of going big, big, you know, big screens, we had 135 feet of screen. So instead of having big screens, instead of having pyrotechnics, instead of having a one of a kind light show, instead of being bringing in double the number of people on the set in order to manage it. We could have cut down the number of speakers. We could have gone, done the whole thing virtual. We could have just gone pipe and drape like we did the first year, put a, you know, a, uh, a flat screen TV behind us with our logo on it and put on our show. Not a single person would have blamed us for that. In fact, most people would have expected us to do that. But instead, we went big. We went bigger than the year before. We put on a celebration for the ages coming out of the pandemic and during it, I'm not going to tell you that I wasn't doubting myself. Oh, my God, we spent a lot of money. I can't believe we did this. Are we really getting the bang for the buck? But coming out of it, the outpouring, its it's been a, a cascade of people from all walks of life, even people who are online watching the show because we were running a live TV 
program on show. So they were getting live switches, real production, which you would expect if you were watching like the Super Bowl. They were getting those type of camera shots. People have been gushing over the show and what they walked away from. And I think that making the decision to go big did more to bolster our brand as the event, the worldwide event, the one place you got to go bucket list event outbound is that built our brand because we didn't cut corners when it mattered the most. Well, the whole thing for us with outbound is it's the experience. And and I know I'm not allowed to say 360 degrees experience. I know I'm not allowed to say that. And I don't think I did. I'm, I just hinted towards it uh, a little bit, but next year, <laughs> Next year, I don't even know what to say. All I can say right now is that if there is a modern day Willy Wonka, it's Jeb Blunt. So like fizzy lifting drinks, everlasting gobstopper, like the experience, you're going to be so in it that you're not going to know where you are anymore. And we've always prioritized the experience over everything. Like the experience should be great. And we had to do a little bit of a pandemic experience experience this year. Um, you can't have a buffet in a pandemic. So that, that's one of the things that we learned, but it was a beautiful, beautiful event. And I think anybody who has not been to this, uh, you absolutely must come. You absolutely must come. It will, it will change uh, everything. And I, I want to say one other thing real quick. Uh, your speech, which I've seen you give multiple times, actually it was a couple of speeches that you've sort of weaved together. Your best delivery ever. Thank you. Your best delivery. Like, it was so well delivered and uh, it was a, a really, really great opening. That's so funny because I was watching it last night going and throwing up all over it. Oh, it was bad. <laughs> no, you could have done that. I can't believe you forgot that word. So, but I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Well, this is one of the things you do afterwards. You, you, uh, you, you, you know, you go back and look at things and, and you try to make them better. And I think likewise, you and I make a good team because the second day opener that you delivered was perfect bringing us into the, into that day. And, and then of course you and I sit down and we go back to the show and say, what could we do to create pattern interrupts and more modulation? And is this the right speaker? And this is the right person. So we're constantly tweaking, even on Friday afternoon, when everybody was going home, we were up in the ballroom area, reimagining the entire conference. And you said the 360 word. So we're, we're looking at something called outbound 360 X, but imagine if you go to the Super Bowl or go to a world series and I've been to these sporting events, when you walk in it, the, the experience is complete. It's the whole thing is built around making you feel like you're in the game versus at the game. And that's where we want outbound to go. We want, we want to be in outbound. We want everybody to be in that place. So this is the Super Bowl or the world series for salespeople, and it's a select group of salespeople, ultra performers, who are going there to invest in themselves and make themselves better. So I think that the I think that the one lesson for for you know, again lead this back to sales building the outbound conference is you've got to constantly as a salesperson be reinventing yourself. You've got to be constantly looking how you can you can move to the next level. How do you are you going back and looking at you know at what you're doing? And I always look at you know, think about if you're the, if you're number one, like if you're the number one person uh, on your team, you're not competing with number two, you're competing with yourself. Like if you're number two, you're competing with the number one, but if you're number one, you got to look at yourself. And what most people do when they get to that point is they take their foot off the accelerator and they rest. And for me personally, as a business coming out of outbound, what one thing that drove me is I realized that 
even though Sales Gravy has been incredibly successful, that we've been coasting a little bit, and we've we've been we've been taking the fact that we are in we are doing as well as we are for granted. And we need to come out of outbound and get a little scrappier and look in the mirror and figure out ways that we can make ourselves better. And there's a lot of salespeople out there who are president's club material, winner's, winner's circle material, who probably need to go have a similar experience with themselves. Go look in the mirror. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the things that happens when you're successful is you start to get complacent and you start to think that you deserve it and that you don't have to change and you don't have to grow and come to outbound and we'll make sure that you do. We'll make sure that we stretch you. I mean, the the keynote that you gave is is a call to improve. The keynote that I gave was a call to improve how you serve your clients. Um, it, if you're complacent, we'll knock that out of you for sure. <laughs> Send your team to us. We'll help them understand that. Uh, the other thing I want to say is I just have to correct something. You said Friday we started working on the next uh, outbound and you left off and Saturday and Sunday, and so far, Monday and Tuesday. So, I mean, it's not one day. It's a constant conversation about how we raise the bar. And I think people are going to be delighted with what they see next year. Now, another thing that happened during Outbound this year is that we experimented with some really radical ways of doing a conference. So, for example, we, we told the crowd that the conference has an accelerator but no breaks, and we had no breaks. Now, we experimented with that and we were able to get away with it because we were in the middle of a pandemic and we didn't want to have a break and then have 700 people rushing into the doors, rushing into the bathrooms and crowding each other up. So by not having any breaks, we were able to to regulate the number of people at any time we're in the lobby. And if we had done that, we were talking about this, if we had done that in 2020, in fact, you wanted to do it. And I said, no, we can't do that. We're going to go too far off the rails and people won't accept it. If we had done that during that period of time, we probably wouldn't have gotten acceptance or we've gotten a lot of bad pushback on it. But because we did it in the COVID, we were able to experiment with that and a lot of other things and learn from them. So let's just talk about that from a selling standpoint. We've just, we're, we're coming post-pandemic. It depends on where you are in the country. In some cases, you're a little not as far along as we are in Georgia, where I am, or in Ohio, where you are. But just imagine that you're in a situation where you're looking back at all the things that you did in 2020, things that you experimented with, things that you could have probably have never gotten away with in normal times because that was the way we always did it. How should be you, you be using those lessons the same way we're using the lessons that we learned this year to make Outbound better next year? Because we're keeping a lot of the things that we tried and worked, how should salespeople be doing the same thing in their own sales day and their own sales process? You just start even thinking about this. Like who knew that our clients were going to be willing to go on Zoom with us and have these conversations? Who knew that if you ask them, who else should we invite? You end up with seven people on your Zoom meeting. Who knew this? Who knew that you were going to have the courage to text and call people's cell phones if you were smart enough to keep their their card or their signature line. So you put it in your CRM so you could do it. Who knew that all of these things were going to be completely accepted because of the pandemic they were, but in my experience, and I know in yours too, they're sticking. So you're going to probably have to go do discovery face to face, but a lot of the conversations we have are going to switch to zoom text is, is already being accepted more than it ever has. And it's okay to call people on their cell phones. I mean, all of this changed for us. And what you might have been afraid of pre-pandemic 
now is the way that we do business. And so I don't believe in the new normal. I think humans are always going to be humans, but we like communicating with each other and we use lots of different ways to do it. Now you and I are synchronous guys. Like we, we prefer to do it where we're both in the same place at the same time, but even the asynchronous stuff that you can do with a video message, like the one you described is incredibly powerful. And now it's part of what we do. So you have to start looking at this and say, I'm, I don't have to give these tools up. I don't have to give these strategies up. I can now weave these into a better way to do outbound and a better way to communicate with people to help create and win new opportunities and help them get the better results that we help people get. So it did change. There were there's there's no way you can get through a pandemic without change. Like there's no way. It was too shocking, too long, too deep, too disruptive for you not to have some takeaways. Well, you think about no breaks. So the the initial thing is if there's no breaks, then how about networking or how about the 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 sponsors? So we were about the sponsors. But we we had no breaks, which allowed people to take a break when they ever when they wanted to. So someone said that gives me more freedom. I can choose when I'm going to get up and where I'm going to stay in my seat. Well, that's a pretty good thing. We had no breaks, which meant that the people who were watching at home got a continuous stream of content and they could make the same decisions. They could decide when they wanted to get up and when they want to go home. But we weren't making that decision for them. Freedom. We also talking to our our vendors. One of the things that they found was what they were used to is in, at a traditional conference, there's a break, everybody comes out, then they go talk to the vendors and everybody goes back in. But they're having very quick conversations, very shallow conversations. So our sponsor said, we had fewer conversations and that was kind of unnerving for us to have fewer conversations, except that the conversations that we had were better than we would typically have. And we walked away with more genuine, real opportunities in our pipeline than we would have in another situation because we changed the game. Same thing when sales reps learned that they could have initial meetings on Zoom, then I can have more initial meetings, which means I can qualify more opportunities, which means that when I go there in person, if I get in my car, if that's what I'm gonna do, or I schedule more discovery calls, I'm gonna spend time on it. I'm gonna be spending time with prospects that really wanna work with me, but there's gonna be more of them because on the front end of the, of the top end of the funnel, I was able to put more in. So I think we start learning those lessons and, and that's really for me right now with Outbound is looking back and trying to absorb the lessons that we learned while you and I move at light speed, running into the, you know, the, the, the breach of a 2022 is coming and we have 15 months. It's gonna be the week of September 8th in 2022. And just a quick plug, if you want to get tickets, there's early bird tickets available right now. Those are going to come down really quickly because we're making some decisions. So I'm telling you, get them. They're going to go uh, and we won't have any more of them, but you can get those at outboundconference.com. Just click on 2022. You'll be able to pick them up there. That's outboundconference.com. But the the but we're moving fast and we've got to we've got to not take not lose the lessons that we learn. And I think that's happening right now in our economy is the economy is is taking off way faster than anybody expected. The airports are overwhelmed. Every like restaurants are overwhelmed. Everything's overwhelmed. Don't forget to stop and look at the lessons. So this week we've got what we call AARs or after action reviews scheduled on multiple fronts, multiple layers, even in our own team, the things that we learn working with, with customers, getting leads, that type of thing. We're going to go through all of that so we can go back and remember the lessons that we learned then we can we can step up on those lessons as a foundation and then we can level up and create an experience that we always say it's an experience like none other. Outbound 2022, nobody's ever seen it before. It's never been done. And when we walked our sponsors through and showed them what we were thinking, they were buying into it. Now, 
I want to I want to do one last thing before we go because I know your time's valuable. I want to talk real quickly about some some different conversations I had with some of our speakers. So we had 41 speakers this year, and I'm not going to no names. I just want to I just want to throw something out to you. You talk about this. So I ran into two types of speakers. One type of speaker would say, Jeb, you can believe this. I've already gotten three leads. I've already gotten four leads. I did my virtual session. I've gotten this many leads. One type of speaker. One type of speaker said, I'm so amazed at how I'm able to impact people. Like I'm, I, I showed up and like people are gushing over. They learned this or they're sending this to me. And, and, and I'm, I'm just so grateful to you to give me that opportunity. Two different ways of measuring success. And I just want to drop that in your lap and let you expound on that or expand on that. And I close this out with those two different mindsets. You know, the the first mindset is scarcity. The first mindset scarcity. So there's not enough. There's not enough. I, I got three. I wish I had five. I'm going to tell you over the long run, and you know this because you're smiling, you know already, the abundance mindset, like all I need to do is make an impact and it's going to work for me. And it works for you. And the reason we have the no pitching rule is because if you just work on the impact, if you just say, I'm going to give them my best content, I'm going to teach them and show them something they've never seen before. You're going to have a far greater reach. You're going to have many more people that now want to have a conversation with you. And if you look at it through that, that very narrow lens of scarcity, uh, you don't do well. Like you should think bigger picture is like, how are they going to remember this? How valuable is it going to be? And don't worry about the leads. That takes care of itself. If you do the right thing, it takes care of itself. And the same thing for the sales process. When you go through the sales process and your entire focus is, how do I help this person? What am I doing to solve a problem? And you and you go through it with that spirit. Even, even I'm not going to sell them anything if they don't need it. So I go through, I'm doing discovery, and I find out that my solution is not the right thing for them. Being able to, to look at them in the eyes and walk away. But if you've got that spirit going in, if that's your that's your goal, you're going to earn so much money. You're going to have so many customers, so many referrals, and you let go of the outcome. That doesn't mean that you lose sight of the outcome because you need to sell stuff. And we're, we're there to close business. But when you do that, the money will come. And And for me, that's always been my way of selling. I don't worry about whether someone's going to buy. I don't care about how much the commission's going to be. I'm not making decisions based on that. I'm making decisions on what am I doing that's the right thing for my customer in the moment. And I let the chips fall where they may. And I've never been sorry for that. You can't change the score on the scoreboard except for by playing the game better. So that's it. Like if, if you want to change the score on the scoreboard, play better. That's it. Don't worry about the scoreboard. It takes care of itself. I love that. Play better. Thank you, Anthony, for spending some time with me. This little recap on Outbound Conference 2021. If you want to get tickets for Outbound Conference 2022, don't miss out on them. They're going to be limited. We'll have an online section. You can buy as many of those as you want. We're going to see lots of sales teams coming this year. We had a number of sales teams. Their pictures are online. Amazing. that They all got together. You can go to outboundconference.com. That's outboundconference.com and pick up your early bird tickets right now. 